0: Hey, welcome to Calm Waters. I'm your host, Wendy Lee. I want to thank you for joining me today. And I just want to say if you are bouncing over here from TikTok, thank you so much. It means a lot to me. I'd really appreciate it if you would hit the notification bell so that every time I do make a new podcast, you will get notified. That really does help me. And Um, You know, as usual, if you are new here to my podcast, welcome. I make usually one video a week. I'm hoping that that's going to increase now that I'm hopefully going to be having a little bit more time to do the things that I love, which we'll see about that, but I'm trying to make time for it. And pretty much this platform is... It started off to be a very cathartic thing for me. I went through a divorce a few years ago and then became remarried. And my spouse that I currently have now, him and I both suffer from anxiety and depression and he's also bipolar. So um, we do suffer with our mental health issues and sometimes they're worse than others. But I want to jump right into today's podcast and just Pretty much give you guys, like I always do, I'm very transparent. I wanted to give you guys an update on what is happening right now um, with us. And again, I feel the need that my spouse and I talked about it, and we are both okay with me disclosing um, what is going on because it's the truth. And a lot of times, you know, when you are telling your truth, And you're not hiding anymore behind all these masks that we wear in society. Sometimes it is very freeing and it can be very healing. And most of all, the biggest thing for both of us is we want our truth to help other people so that hopefully they can get the therapy and the help that they need in order to live their best lives. And so um, without further ado... I will jump right into um, to that. So what's going on is that, and I think in previous podcasts, I was letting you guys in on the fact that um, we really feel that my spouse is experiencing some effects from long COVID, which I know that a lot of the world is experiencing certain things from having COVID months before. And unfortunately, they are lingering or they are making... Your current health issues exagger exaggerated, um, or making it you know worse than it really is. Sorry, I couldn't talk there for a minute. I got distracted. Um, so basically, they feel that that's what's happening with him, and also combined with the fact that I think so much has happened over the last five years, um, you know, to both of our families. You know, being that we. Uh, both got went through a divorce, and we both have you know older children, and you know everyone was affected. And I think everything combined has really taken its toll. Not to mention the fact that he is a business owner, and um, that in itself, if any of you are um, entrepreneurs or you own your own business or you're your own boss or you have a staff and you have overhead. Um, and you have a lot of pressure, or you have you know a lot of uh, people constantly needing you. Um, you know you can experience burnout, and I know my burnout for the most part happened last year when I just completely you know your your body will always tell you first and give you little warning signs, and if you don't listen to those signs that are coming in call it a higher power, call it the universe, call it God, whoever it is that you believe in, whatever it may be. There's always you know someone poking you little bits. Oh, let me give you you know, bloated stomach. Let me give you constipation. Let me give you diarrhea. Your body gives you back pain, lower you know, sciatic pain, uh, pain in your lower back. It gives you pain in your feet. it gives you you know possible migraines. Maybe you suffer from, you know, you can't sleep, and so you're an insomniac, or whatever the case may be. Usually, these are, and I'm saying usually, and I say this carefully because I don't want to get a lot of people sending me a lot of hate mail on these comments, but I understand there's also certain diseases and certain cancers and things that develop in your body. Absolutely true. However, usually, these start, these... Uh, symptoms that you have start happening way before you find out you have cancer or way before you find out you need to have a triple bypass or way before you have that heart attack or whatever the case may be. And so for years, okay, without going too far back, but I'll just sum it up for you. I know that both my spouse and I, starting with childhood, we have been in fight or flight our entire life, okay? Okay. So when you when your body is constantly in fight or flight, and what do I mean by that? Well, back in the day, if you were about to get chased by a tiger or whatever it was, when you were out, you know, hunting and gathering food, way back, um, you know, when man first started everything, your body produces cortisol and it produces adrenaline, which. You know, can lead to, you know, it's great in the moment because it's gonna hopefully help save you and it gives you that burst of of adrenaline and energy that you need. But sometimes when you have been in fight, flight, fight or flight, fight or flight for years or months or days, which a lot of you are because I know a lot of you are at shitty jobs that you hate, right? And you have bosses that you can't stand. And you are at a job from nine to five, sitting in a chair, staring at a screen, going, what the hell am I doing with my life right now, right? And so what's happened over time is him and I both um, experienced, you know, um, not so great childhoods. Again, uh, believe me, I know that everyone did the best they could. I am not blaming my childhood on my present situation I'm just trying to get everyone caught up as to how burnout can happen later in life, okay? So then I get married, which I married at 23, and I married someone a little bit older than me because I it was, to be honest, the first guy that I ever met that was kind to me and that showed me love without wanting more, if you get my drift. And so what did I do? I married him, Okay. And then I have a child within the first year that we're married, because I got pregnant on my honeymoon, so I end up having my son, and then two years later I have my daughter. And now, mind you, I was 23 when I had my son, and knowing that something was not right um, with one of my children, um, that started me on a journey, which that's another whole podcast that would take me three hours to tell you that story, but... I do have a child that's on the autism spectrum and, um, I wouldn't change any of it, any of it because it taught me so much in life and taught me how to be a better person and a better human being and accept all these, you know, gifts that these children have. They're, they're actually, they're better than us. We're the ones that need to, you know, fall in line with them. Okay, so that's another whole issue. But my point of this is, is that I'm 23, I end up having, you know, um, two children before the age of 25, and you know, and I know that our brains aren't really even all the way, you know, developed, and here I am trying to take care of two kids. And then, you know, my husband, who's at the time, I'm sorry, my ex husband at the time was in construction. So he got laid off constantly. I mean, constantly. It was insane. And that puts a lot of stress on a marriage. And, you know, granted, he did the best he could. I spent too much money because I was trying to please my kids and, you know, avoid meltdowns. And so I gave in a lot. And, oh, I could go on and on and on. But again, I'm not going to beat myself up because I did the best I could with the knowledge that I had. Now if I went back now and I was able to have children now, oh my gosh, would I do things differently? I wouldn't yell so much. I would have been calmer. I wouldn't have been so frantic. I wouldn't have been so frustrated. But you know what? Unfortunately, when you're in that situation and you're always waiting for the other shoe to fall because that's what I'm that's what I was conditioned. Okay? When you're abused as a child, in my case, it was physical abuse, Um, you know, you're you're always wanting to people please everybody so that you don't make them upset, okay? So that's what I was trying to do my whole life with everyone was make everyone happy so nobody gets upset because I don't like when people get upset because then weird things start happening, okay? So then in the meantime, my spouse with his childhood goes through, you know, traumatic things as well. He grows up in a house where you know, dad is a little bit stressed out, too, with his work, and not to mention the fact that, you know, they have a house fire, and, and that's trauma right there, okay? So, fight or flight, fight or flight. So, my point is, is that now, you know, which, again, so many stories in there that we could elaborate on a lot more, um, but when you have all of these things happen to you your whole life, and you go through traumatic events, okay, that creates so many fight or flight circumstances. And unfortunately, that was the case with him and I our entire lives. And I would love to, like I said, turn the clock back and uh, hit the reset button and do everything all over again, but I can't do that. So what ended up happening was in my 20s, I ended up having a partial hysterectomy because, you know why? My body just fell apart and gave in for stress. And, um, you know, I can sit here and tell you I'm an empath and all that stuff, and I feel what others feel, blah, 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 which I do. But really, an empathic person or an empath is just someone who had childhood trauma, okay? Okay. I know a lot of you might disagree with me on that, but I have yet to meet an empath who hasn't had some kind of trauma that made them hyper-vigilant and hyper-sensitive to everyone around them and who didn't try to people-please and all that. So again, I'm sharing my experience, but my point to all this is, is that I ended up having a... Um, Partial hysterectomy, and then I had a rectocele, a cystocele, a bladder sling put in because my bladder was failing, and I never sat. I was always like, always chasing after kids or cleaning, or and I was cleaning to avoid what was really happening with everything else in my life and with my marriage falling apart. And so it was just, I, I feel like, I feel like in my 20s and 30s, I was a completely different person, which isn't entirely true, but I feel like I was such a mess, you know, and I still feel that way some days, but I feel more of an of in-control mess, I guess, and I, I do have my life, for the most part, pretty much together. Um, I wish that I would have done different things with my kids and been more patient, like I said, and not so quick to get angry, And but when you're frustrated and you have other um things going on in life and and a lot is put on you uh sometimes we do we blow and my point to this is, is that you know when um stress is going to come like poking at you before a burnout okay so i had all that going on but i still had to go back to work because you know again when that happens and you are you know married to someone in the trades or someone who does get laid off a lot There's never a guarantee. So I didn't let my body heal after that one surgery or the second surgery, actually, and went back to work too soon. And I ended up in the bathroom on the floor, literally crying, saying, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? How the hell am I going to do this? I'm working. I'm taking care of two kids. One, I'm trying to figure out how to get help for at school so that he can live a more, you know, happier, healthier, productive life. And get more help through the system, and that's the only reason why we got him diagnosed in the first place, or else I wouldn't have done that, you know? And then I'm worried about him getting bullied, and I mean, it was, it was honestly, it was insanity. And I was um, an aide for a child who had multiple sclerosis, so I had to, like, lift her and put her on the toilet and do things like that. So my job was stressful. So not only did I have a stressful job, but then you go come home to a stressful house... That was majority of the time and you never get, your body never gets a break to recover. Okay. So your body can only handle a certain amount of stress before it starts breaking down. So now fast forward. Okay. I'm in this new marriage and my spouse though, I know is suffering tremendously from bipolar and you know, more and more and more we're learning about it. As we go on, because he was undiagnosed up until I met him, really. And, you know, other people around him kept telling me, you know, hey, I think he's bipolar. I think he's bipolar. And I already knew he was. But, you know, it doesn't matter. Like I said, I'm sorry, but the labels, they don't matter. The reason for the labeling in here in the podcast is to simply just share with you what we're finding out about each other. And, you know, we're wonderful, uh, productive citizens and good people. It's just that we suffer from certain things. And I'm sharing it so that we can hopefully help other people to not only accept everyone for who they are, but, you know, the only reason why, you know, he goes now and gets, you know, certain services and things like that is because now we fast forward to like a couple weeks ago um, or a month ago, actually. And, When we had COVID back in June, and then all of a sudden, it's almost like he never felt better, you know, like it wasn't getting better. And I was just like, oh my God, like, even though he felt better, like breathing wise and the cold went away, but anxiety, you know, for anxiety purposes, that really didn't go away and it was getting worse and worse. And I mean, literally, if you're coming home from work and you are sweating and shaking, there is a huge problem unless you're diabetic or you have hypoglycemia which we also I'll touch on that later might be some of his issue as well so I've been making sure he's well fed my point in this is you know the higher power was knocking on his door and saying uh and little by little little by little saying you're getting stressed out you're getting stressed out you're getting stressed out he didn't listen okay and i saw i saw the i saw the there was a rumble before the, you know they usually say you, you you know you need to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough, okay, well, the breakdown happened, okay, and so now we're at the point where we're trying to get him recovered, but you know and I know or if you know someone who's had a burnout. It can take months to years to actually feel better again because when you push yourself, and he did the same thing because he's trying so hard to make other people happy and to make his father happy who owned a business just like him prior to that. So he's essentially killing himself just to prove to everyone else that he can do it. Okay? And at some point... You got to give in and you got to pull the plug and say, you know what? My mental health is worth more than who the hell I have to impress. Or sometimes all this stuff, when you have anxiety, we all create this shit in our own heads, right? So maybe other people don't care if he's successful or not. He's probably putting that pressure on himself, but this is what anxiety does. It tells you lies in your head and you believe them. You believe those lies are true. So now, fast forward, okay, what happened? We, he is now going to a program every day and trying to recover and trying to get help for his mental health right now. And that's as far as I'll share with that. And that's um, very difficult right now for him. Because he comes home and he's exhausted and literally collapses for like three hours afterwards. Because when you're in these programs, you're not only sharing, but you're very vulnerable. And you have to talk in front of other people and share things. And it, it's, that is very, very hard for people to do that are not used to doing that. And that, that are, aren't used to talking about their feelings at all. Because if they grew up that way where you didn't talk about your feelings and you just sucked it up and you dealt with it and you didn't, you know, you didn't get help for that, that's what happens, you know? So now, you know, we're with, with him, you know, kind of crumbling and then me stepping in, helping out as much as I can at work for him and, um, at home, I'm taking on more than I have in months because here I had gotten my adrenals back on track, okay, a couple months ago. And all of a sudden, like two weeks ago, I got out of bed and I couldn't even walk on my feet. I'm like, what the hell? And, you know, I'm like, oh, I hope my plantar fasciitis is not back. Well, you know, duh, no, it's my adrenal glands. And when those are compromised, you can get inflammation and pain in your entire body, but mostly your feet. Well, who knew, right? Right. So I go to a holistic doctor. I love him so much. He uh, 23 years I've been seeing him, and I gotta tell you, now that I go every day, um, and I'm because thank God I met my deductible with my insurance, so I'm able to do that. Um, I go and I get them worked on with ultrasound and with um laser and I get them worked on and it, it helps to take down the inflammation. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, Plus, I can get TMJ in my jaw because I'm grinding at night and that's another thing stress does. It's a bitch and a beast, excuse my French, but it is. So I wear a mouth guard and I'm slowly grinding through the mouth guard. So what's my point in all this? My point is, is that don't wait till it's too late and you have a burnout and now you can't even go to the job that you spent 27 years building. You know, instead of walking into your business that you own, you're walking into a treatment facility to get help for your breakdown that really you wouldn't have had in the first place if you would have listened to your body and listened to the signs. But you know what? None of us do that. We think that society says, which a lot of times it does, you know it's true, that you have to get a college degree in order to you know, get the great jobs. You can buy the big house with the picket fence and blah, 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 blah. When really, in actuality, you don't. I mean, yes, I understand that, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, I know that you you do need college degree if you do want to make a certain amount of money. But nowadays, I'll tell you what, (laughs) I know so many people that don't have a college degree and they're making over, 150,000 a year doing what they're doing. So my point is, is that a lot of times society puts so much pressure on everyone to have the latest cars and have, you know, a big house and, you know, um, make sure that you're working 40 to 60 hours a week. So you can tell everybody, Oh my God, I'm exhausted. You know, I'm, I'm working so hard. That's great. But you know what? If you are a sensitive soul, like myself, you shouldn't be working that many hours. Or if you are, then maybe doing something that you love or maybe something that is not considered work, maybe a hobby, maybe you're painting and selling your paintings, maybe you know you um, are so good at yoga that that's how you make a living. So that way, it's not really a job. It's more of, oh, well, this is my hobby, but I... I create income from it. You know, I don't know. And all I know is that's where I'm at. Okay. I'm trying to figure it out so that I can, you know, I'm all for working. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a lazy person whatsoever, but there are certain people that have a certain energy level that can only do a certain amount and it's not their fault. It's how their body was conditioned since birth from trauma, from other things that have happened to them. And, you know, I'm sorry, but it is true. So some of you may be like, oh no, you know, you got to push through, you got to push through. Well, good luck with pushing through and see where that gets you. Because I will tell you from firsthand experience for myself and for my spouse, that now we're both in some a little bit of a pickle. So um, with that said, like I said to him, okay, let's not wait you know, for this to happen ever again. And you know, you, you know that you know, with all this going on, there's no way that you can go back to work in the same capacity that you were doing before. Working 40 to 60 hours a week, you know, putting in extra hours from home, that's not going to happen. Because your mental health is more important to me than the money. Money comes and goes. It's called currency, so it just flows like a current in the ocean. So it's going to come in. It's going to come out. That's just the way money is. And if you have a healthy relationship with money and you don't fear it and you don't talk bad about it, it's going to always be there somehow, somehow, some way. Uh, it'll all work out, and you'll always find a way to pay your bills. But my point is, is that you know I can tell you right now, the home that we live in. We only use the bottom half of the home. We don't even ever go upstairs other than to sleep. And here I made this beautiful nursery upstairs. No one's using it. We have another extra bedroom. No one's using it. So now we're having conversations about that. Is that what's going to happen next? Is we downsize to make life easier and calmer and not so hectic? You better believe it. Because I know that the higher power in the universe is knocking on both our doors going, hey, you know what? Uh, Wake up. Wake the hell up. Because if you don't change your life and you don't change your ways and you don't start slowing down and really enjoying life, you know, I'm 52. I don't know how much longer I have. My spouse is 58. I don't know how much longer he has. And I'll be damned if we're gonna keep going the way we're going. So that's where we're at right now. And I I I I just, you know, I sat down to eat a sandwich, because that's the other thing. I um I've been making myself bloated and crazy for the last two years because of all these stupid food rules that I keep, you know, putting on myself. And oh, don't eat this because I'm gonna gain weight, or don't eat that. Oh, that's bad food. That's no, I have news for you. There's not a bad food, okay? There's foods that aren't maybe as good for you as other foods, but food is food, okay? And I'm learning this slowly, but I, I'm, now I'm becoming more of an intuitive eater. And here's the crazy part, okay? I took out dairy, because I know that I do get bloated from dairy, all right? I'll give it that. I took out the red meat, again, okay? Because I do get, uh, I, have, I have a lot of inflammation when I eat red meat, that's just how it is. You know, you got to get to know your body. And now, though, I eat what I want to eat when I'm hungry. And here's the crazy part. My bloating's going away. You know why? I was making myself nuts in the head with, oh, don't eat that. Oh, no, nope, can't have that. Oh, you know what? Yeah, we're going to Florida next week. Oh, I should, you know, I really shouldn't eat this. Or should, oh, my God. I, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. I can't do it. I have friends that obsess about every single thing they put in their mouths, and I get it, believe me, and I was doing the same thing, but I can't do it anymore. It's so much pressure to to be a certain weight and to be itty bitty. I can't do it anymore. I, I just want to be healthy. So I'm not weighing myself, and I was weighing myself constantly. So that's another thing. It's like all these things, you know, and higher up was going, all right. I'm just going to keep bloating your belly until you figure out that you can stop, you know, um, buying all these TikTok diets and stuff on YouTube and, you know, trying to follow this one. And, oh, well, this didn't work. Let me follow this one. Oh, that's not working. Let me. Okay. Enough. So, honestly, we all need to, like, stop the rat race and go back to basics. You know? Go back to basics. Go back to you know, having a job, that's one thing, okay, to make your bills and and to, you know, but oh my God, people, everyone, all of us, me included, we got to wake up. We got to wake up and either downsize your house, you know, drive the same car. I'm driving a 2009 Toyota. You know why? I don't want a car payment and I don't want the stress of it. I just don't. I don't want to stress out about it, you know? So really take the signs from the universe if, you know, your body starts hurting and and again, don't, you know, mistake what I'm saying. Yes, you might have something going on in your body, but what I'm trying to tell you is nine times out of 10, you have something going on because either you're overeating a ton of sugar because you're stressed out because you're working 50, 60, 70 hours a week to pay for a house that no one even comes over to see. And you're out buying clothes and shit that you don't even need because you're trying to keep up with friends that you don't even like. It's a crazy fucking world that we're living in. It really is. Excuse my French, but I get so passionate about this because I was sucked in it too. I was. I was sucked in it too. And you know what? It's like enough's enough. Start worrying about your health. You know, I mean, and I'm sorry, but I'm passionate because I want my husband back. I want the man back that I married, and right now he he has no way of 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 being that person because of the trauma and the stress that he has had in his life, and because of you know long COVID, unfortunately, really, like I said, pushed us both into a totally different realm right now, and quite frank, quite frankly, we're or frankly we're both like over it. <laughs> You know, we're, we're both like just so tired of having to prove to everyone else that we're worthy and that we, um, you know, we can have these, you know, higher power jobs or whatever, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So I take a deep breath. I know I've talked for way too long and I was all over the place, but I think you guys all got the gist, you know? Slow your lives down. Take a good look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, look right in, your, right in your own eyes in the mirror and ask yourself if you're happy. And if you're not happy, change your story. All of us have the opportunity to change our story. We're trying to change our story right now. I don't know what the outcome's going to be. I kind of have a feeling in my gut that I know, I think I know what's going to happen. But I'll share that for another podcast another day. All I can say is, please, take care of yourself. Hydrate. Eat well. Eat, you know, put some gentle nutrition into your day. What do I mean by that? You know, maybe cook up some apples. Make a nice salad. If you can tolerate salad, I cannot at times. It bloats me. But my point is, is, you know, Just just try and and do things for yourself and your body that make you happy. And if you're not happy in your current job or you find yourself absolutely freaking miserable every single day when you get up and go to this job, start looking at other alternatives to living. I'm not saying get up and quit your job without a plan. Don't mistake what I'm saying because we all have to have a plan. If you, what I tell people is, if you are that miserable, start doing a vision board. Number one, create a vision board. Number two, and if you don't know what a vision board is, you can Google it. But number two, um, start really uh, writing down an exit plan. Maybe make it a six-month thing. Like, hey, in six months, this is what I'm going to do. Or you can say I have you know, a year exit plan in one year from today. I will not be at the job I'm at, and I will be living in a different state where I feel more comfortable and happy. okay? So, if you guys have any questions or comments from today's podcast because this was kind of intense, again, I apologize, and I apologize if I triggered anybody with um you know, speaking about bipolar and anxiety and food issues, I mean, this was a very triggering type of of episode. So if I did, I hope you guys shut it off. I don't want to trigger anybody, but I'm not going to hold back my truth right now because like they say, you know, the truth will set you free. So thank you again for joining me. And I look forward to talking to you guys in the next podcast. I think we'll kind of touch on this again and maybe uh, go over things um, again. And um, other than that, You know I love all of you, and I'm asking just please be kind to everybody. You never know what someone else is experiencing or going through in their lives, okay? Even if they look happy, try to just be kind to everyone that you meet, and everyone that you meet is a teacher. Thanks so much, y'all, and I will talk to you in the next one. Love and light. Bye now.